Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash Am I the Butthole? If you're new to the channel and love a Reddit story, why not click that subscribe button, maybe that notification bell too. And let me just be real for two seconds, and I know I say it every time, but I just want to say a huge thank you to each and every one of you for spending 20 minutes of your precious time with me. Being involved in the channel, it, it really makes a huge difference. So thank you so much, and let's crack on with today's stories. Much love, guys. Now, I saw the title of this one and I got a bit excited, I gotta say, and it's from Icy Reserve 6995 titled, Am I the arsehole for deleting my friend's wedding photos in front of them? I'm not really a photographer, I'm a dog groomer. I take lots of photos of dogs all day to put on my Facebook and Instagram. It's my thing, if that makes sense. I cut in a photo with every appointment. I very seldom shoot things other than dogs, even if I have a nice setup. A friend got married a few days ago and wanted to save money. Asked if I'd shoot it for them. I told him it's not really my forte, but he convinced me by saying he didn't care if they were perfect. They were on a shoestring budget and I agreed to shoot it for $250, which is nothing for a 10-hour event. On the day of, I'm driving around and following the bride as she goes from appointment to appointment before the ceremony, taking photos along the way. I shoot the ceremony itself and during the reception, I'm shooting speeches and people mingling. I started around 11am and was due to finish around 7.30pm. Around 5pm, food is being served and I was told I cannot stop to eat because I need to be a photographer. In fact, they didn't save me a spot at any table. I'm getting tired and at this point kinda regretting doing this for next to nothing. It's also unbelievably hot. The venue is an old Veterans Legion and it's like 110 Fahrenheit and there's no AC. I told the groom I need to take off for 20 minutes to get something to eat and drink. There's no open bar or anything. I can't even get water and my two water bottles are long empty. He tells me I need to either be a photographer or leave without pay. With the heat, being hungry, being generally annoyed at the circumstances, I asked if he was sure. And he said yes, so I deleted all the photos I took in front of him and took off with saying, I'm not his photographer anymore. At that point, I would have paid $250 just for a glass of cold water and somewhere to sit for five minutes. Was I the asshole? They went right on their honeymoon and they've been off social media. But a lot of people have been posting on their wall asking about the photos with zero responses. And starting with, and not the arsehole to me straight away. I mean, you warned them at the very start about you not being a professional wedding photographer. You've done it for a cheap price for them, $250 for 10 hours. I know the photographer that I used to with, with product photography, he used to charge a lot more than that for 10 hours, a lot more. And then not even giving you the courtesy of getting you some food or even saving you a place at the table and getting shitty when you want to have a drink. And then you basically called his bluff. So I don't blame you for walking out and good for you for walking out in my opinion. I think that was pretty amazing and I would have loved to see his face as you walked off. I think that would be absolutely beautiful. But Monochrome says, not the asshole at all. 
you could have risked your health and they treated you like shit. Tanuki replies that saying, like they seriously expected her to work eight and a half hours without food, with little water and no break. Well, let's be honest, she was doing this as a favor and not because of the money. How did they think this would go? OP should tell her side before they come back. They're going to spin this to make OP sound evil. That's a very good point, yeah, they probably will. Say something on social media where people are asking for photos and they turn around and say, oh yeah, our photographer deleted the photos out of spite or something like that. Cat Got Your Tongue says, they wanted mates rates but didn't even save you food. Not the arsehole, the dogs are much better people than these friends. Type 1 error says, not the arsehole, he told you to leave without pay and you called his bluff. Abby Burb says, not the arsehole, they took you off the guest list for this without mentioning it to you in advance. You went in with the expectation of $250 to take high quality pictures, while also being a guest at their event, including a place to sit, eat and drink. And realistically, you did nothing but follow the groom's suggestion, either continue being a photographer or forfeit your $250. What did the groom think that entailed? He would get all that work for free. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I would also seriously reconsider this friendship. Make a mermaid says, not the asshole, who refuses to allow someone water or food? To which a C person replies that saying, my wedding coordinator made sure to point out that my catering contract accounted for a certain number of meals for the photographer, coordinator, caterers themselves, and other staff and team. And I just nodded like, yeah, obviously people gotta eat. When she told me that apparently it was not obvious to other people, so now they have to write it into contracts. Like damn, who doesn't feed people that help them have what should be the best day of their relationship? According to her, way more than you would think. OP was treated worse than hired help. OP should put this friendship where they put their wedding photos, in the trash. Now, what do you guys think of this one? Do you think OP was justified in what they did? Let me know your thoughts and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from Hazuki Mari. Am I the asshole for not leashing my dog? Yeah, it's me again, so for this post, there's some background to be considered. Where I live, it is compulsory to leash your dog, if you had him later than July 2016. We have had our dog since 2014, so officially, it's not compulsory for us to leash him. Our dog is a very well-behaved, friendly golden retriever that doesn't hurt a fly or goes off on people. He's literally greeting strangers with a wagging tail and only barks at dogs. He absolutely hates or cats that aren't his. So we usually let him walk freely around the quiet street we live in and the forest nearby. He listens well to hand signs and commands, but we leash him when people with other dogs walk by. This particular day, I was walking with him. No one else was around with another dog. Female, also free, walked around the corner. They knew each other, so he ran towards her, wanting to greet her like dogs do. But when he sprinted, two bikers came from behind. I couldn't see them coming. A dad and his like eight-ish or older daughter. They were on the street. My dog was on the sidewalk. He just ran past them, tail wagging, totally not paying attention to them at all. The kid, however, started crying. I mean, I kind of get it. It's a dog after all, but he didn't bark or growl or even went close to them. The father then went ballistic, yelling about leashing the dogs and everything, all while the two were playing on the sidewalk. So I called my dog back to me and he came, but the dad went as far as to kick the tinier dog. That female dog was one, older two, really little. My dog is fairly gentle to every dog, so he wasn't wild or anything. Then they both rode off. So Reddit, am I the arsehole for not having my dog leashed, causing him to startle a kid? 
And we're going to cover the weird thing that I found in this story, which was about the rule as well. So one Mike Nation asked, Info, where are you from that dogs don't have to be leashed based on their age? And Because I, I, I thought, wow, how's anyone going to know about the dog's age? But Hazuki Mari replied to that, uh, Germany, Berlin more specifically. I read the rule and it said something like all dogs gotten later to July 2016 have to be leashed, period. For all dogs owned before that, leashing them isn't compulsory. And people who owned a dog prior and moved there could receive an exception to the leashing rule. To which did nothing wrong replies to that saying, that is not really true. To not leash your dog here in Berlin, you need a special permission called, <laughs> get ready, I'm going to butcher this one, Hundeführerschein. <laughs> which you have to carry with you every time you unleash him. The permission is only available for dogs gotten after July 2016 or special needs dogs and cost around 100 bucks from licensed providers only. You have to attempt a course. Do you have this kind of permission? Edit, the course has a theoretical and practical part, almost like a driver's license. And other than that, this permission, every dog has to be leashed, you can get fined for not doing so. Now, I just wanted to clear up that rule beforehand because I found that one a bit weird. But at the same time, I don't agree with a dad kicking the dog whatsoever. I think that was a shitty move. I don't know exactly what happened, but it felt like a shitty move to me reading this story. It didn't sound like the dog actually ran up to him or anything like that. So kicking the dog is just, yeah, terrible. But I have got to be a, a bit of a bee in my personal bonnet about people who just let their dogs run free and run up to people. Even if their dogs are, are friendly and stuff like that, other people's dogs are not always are not always accepting of that friendliness or whatever. And I base this on Poppy, my dog, which I inherited from my dad. Not hugely socialized. We tried to socialize her a bit, but she's a very, very nervous dog, extremely nervous. And it's only got worse just recently, um, the last few months basically with lockdown and stuff like that. A lot, a lot of people around where I live seem to have got dogs through lockdown and they walk out, they go around the, the local park where I take Poppy and they just let their dogs run free and the dog comes running up to Poppy and Poppy's absolutely terrified. So she runs around my feet trying to get away. Her tail goes down. She goes into like little defense mode and I have to pick her up. And there's been like three or four times where dogs have tried to like bite onto Poppy's back or stuff like that. And I have to have a go at the people. Just keep your dog on the bloody lead, please. And then they get, oh no, dogs should be able to run free and socialize. That's what they do. So that's one of the reasons I, I think it's just a bit of an irresponsible thing to do. And don't get me wrong, in an ideal world, I understand, yeah, dogs have their freedom and all this kind of stuff, but it's not an ideal world, is it? There's people that's afraid of dogs, dogs that's afraid of dogs, cats and stuff, all sorts of things in the world that can distract your dog and cause possible dangers. So it's not just in everyone else's best interest, but also in the best interest of your dog as well, the safety of your own dog. As in this situation, your dog ran up to someone and another dog got kicked because of it. And again, not that I'm saying, you know, that was justified behavior, but it's what happened. But FDS says that you're the asshole. This may come as a shock, but not everyone loves dogs. Some people have had bad experiences with them or just don't like them. After all, every dog owner says their dog is gentle and wouldn't hurt a fly, but some of those dogs still bite people. Plus the fact that the dad kicked one of the dogs is another reason why you should leash your dog if you care about it. Suppose your dog ran up to someone who was dangerous or even worse, ran up to another dog with aggression towards other dogs. Best keep it leashed to prevent trouble. Fellow Canadian says you're the asshole. That's a weird leash law, but regardless, keep your dog leashed when not on your property. What happens if she's friendly, runs up to a not so friendly dog who attacks her? Mr. Marsupial says you're the asshole. You don't know their history with dogs. All dogs are very well behaved until they are not. Monochrom says that you're the asshole. Your dog seems cool, but the law exists for a reason. It can be dangerous. It could have been hurt or hurt the cyclist. Some people are also frightened of dogs. 
I do, and I won't care if the dog is nice or not. Sorry. ETA haven't read that the dad hit the dog. What a effing asshole. Cole Ink My Cereal says you're the asshole. A responsible dog owner would know that leashing a dog not only protects a dog but other people and animals. If you want your dog off the leash, go to a designated area where it's safe. You are in a place where other people and animals explore. Now, what do you guys make of this story? Do you disagree with those verdicts? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. And our next story comes from low throwaway title, Am I the asshole for keeping tampons slash pads in a basket for my students? Absolutely not. Hey everyone, I'm 38 male. I'm a father of two daughters and I teach high schoolers here in CA, which I assume is California. Since we started off the school year recently, I've been noticing our female students having some issues and it's hard for them to have slash find tampons slash pads, etc. when they need it. As a father myself, I understand that those are essentials for women. So same thing what I do with my daughters. I bought a bunch of tampons slash pads and placed them in a basket in our class so our female students can grab one at any time and it's convenient for them. The whole class loves it. Nobody says anything and overall it's helpful for our students. Now my colleague teacher next door, whose name is Susan, she's like 60 female, she thinks it's inappropriate that I have that for my female students and she told me it's weird because I'm male. I don't find it weird or anything because there isn't anything weird about it. What's wrong with a period or so? Nothing. It's natural and it happens. To make it convenient for my students, I made the basket and they love it. And I also refill the basket on a constant basis. And there is a little edit to that which we'll cover after. Now, as I said at the very beginning, it was not going to be the arsehole. I don't think there was any other reason. I don't know why Susan's getting so butthurt about it. And I think what makes it extra awesome in this story, and I think anyway, is that the fact that it's in a school and it's being, you know, by a teacher. So not only is this great for the girls that they get the sanitary products that they need, the boys in the class as well are understanding, you know, it's it's a totally normal thing, you know. And I think that's quite important. They may already understand, so I don't want to be downplaying, you know, what they might already know. But to me, that's what it sort of jumped out to me as. But nothing's there, not the arsehole. I think it's really sweet and it gives them the message that it's totally normal and nothing to be hidden and ashamed of. I wish you had been one of my teachers. Every time that I saw that basket, I would have felt love and acceptance pouring out of it. And up next says, it must be very uncomfortable for Susan with that stick up her ass. You're a stand-up teacher. Thank you, not the arsehole. Howard Project says, not the arsehole. You are normalizing treating women's needs as an ordinary part of life. Susan is the one behaving inappropriately by trying to create a problem where none exists. And we're finished with Strike Badger who says, not the arsehole. 
it probably is a bit awkward for the students because they're teenagers and everything about their changing bodies and the fact that people know about it can feel awkward. The fact that their teachers, male or female, know about these things is awkward. There's nothing to be done about it. Awkward's just what that age is. It doesn't mean it's not useful for them and they're not grateful that you've made the basket available to them. No questions asked and no comments said. It does raise a bigger question of why these are not simply available for their use in the bathrooms, of course. Maybe Susan can be redirected to that fight instead. You'll, you'll remove the basket when these items are present in their bathrooms for students' use. Now, what do you guys make of this one? I also know of a local charity myself that deals with these kind of things, like about getting these products into schools or, and not only for schools, but you know, girls that can't afford them as well. So I think that's fantastic. And the little edit says, some kind Redditors are sending me messages asking for my Venmo so I can buy more pads slash tampons for the class. First off, thank you so much, but I don't need the money. It's all good. I make a good living from teaching here in CA. So buying pads and tampons isn't expensive for me, but I appreciate it. Now, what do you guys make of this story? Let me know your thoughts and comments below and we move on to the next one. Now, our next story comes from Spoiled Ad 4335. Am I the asshole for siding with my stepdaughter's dad against my wife and exposing her lie? I, male 37, have been married to my wife, Regina, for three years. I have a 16-year-old stepdaughter named Becky. She's the loveliest and has the most generous heart. Her dad, Regina's ex-husband, Brandon, is a nice dude and we get along just fine due to the fact that we see each other often and also because Becky joins us for activities, which is always exciting. However, Regina just hates Brandon and always pushes me to have bigger involvement in Becky's life than him, which is illogical since he's her dad before I came along, but that doesn't mean I'm not doing my best to be a father figure to her. So Becky's sweet 16 birthday was days ago. Brandon couldn't attend due to work, but he came over and gave Regina the gift he bought Becky, which was an expensive bracelet, and asked her to hold on to it till Becky's birthday party to give it to her and say it was from her dad. Regina said okay, and he left. I was sitting nearby when they had this conversation. Regina then said she was planning on telling Becky that the bracelet her dad got her was from her. I said no, that's wrong and unfair to Brandon and Becky if she ever finds out that Regina lied about the bracelet being bought by her. She said she won't find out, but I firmly stated if she tried this, I'll shut her down and tell Becky the truth. She gave me an I dare you look and went about her day. The party came and when Becky started opening gifts, Regina handed her the bracelet and told her she bought it for her. I was shocked and I didn't think she'd actually go through with her plan. Becky asked about her dad's gift and I flat out told her he already sent her this bracelet and that her mum lied about buying it when it was Brandon who brought it. My in-laws and Becky's friend were stunned. Becky asked Regina to confirm but Regina lashed out at me and denied till I showed them the receipt that came with the box and it was under Brandon's name. Regina threw it, but I retrieved it from the trash. Becky started arguing with Regina and left the room crying and the party was pretty much over. I literally got yelled at by Regina and her parents, calling me awful for causing drama and accusing Regina of theft and exposing her in front of Becky and her friends. Regina guilted me for not playing along and siding with Brandon against her. She told me to stop advocating for this guy like we're buddies. I said poor guy did nothing wrong and didn't deserve to be alienated from his daughter. Becky hasn't spoken to Regina ever since and is waiting for her dad to come to visit and Regina isn't talking to me, but me and Becky are good. Am I the asshole? Did I mess up? Time to answer some questions and add some more information. 
One, Regina says my friendship with, with Brandon is weird and always seems to be looking for a reason to start an argument between me and him, but he's a good guy. Two, my sister-in-law told me that this rivalry Regina has started when Brandon's now wife came into the picture, but most fights are between Regina and Brandon, not his wife. Three, the reason for Regina and Brandon's divorce is, like Regina said, infidelity on Brandon's part. Not sure about this, but that's what I've been told by her and in-laws. I can kind of understand why Regina's probably upset with Brandon if this infidelity thing is true. And she doesn't have to talk to Brandon. She doesn't have to be involved with Brandon, which it doesn't sound like she is because she dislikes him from what's in this story. But trying to get her daughter to go against him and trying to turn, you know, OP against him as well, is just not on. And the whole plan was just a wild one to me that she was going to hand over this bracelet, claim it, and, you know, she the daughter's going to see her dad at some point, Brandon at some point, and he's going to say, did you like the gift I got you? And she's going to go, uh, mum got me that. And then it's going to blow up in her face anyway. I mean, come on now. And then everyone blames you for causing drama when she's the one who done it in the first place. Not the arsehole. But Okorania says, not the arsehole. After reading this, I seriously question, why would you be with someone like Regina? Hello, sweetie says, not the arsehole. Regina is. She will never find out. Does she think Brandon will never ask Becky if she liked the bracelet he got her? Your wife is a piece of work. Goth Penguin says not the arsehole. Your wife is acting like a child to hurt her ex-husband and doesn't seem to care about that it's also hurting her daughter. The Riker Maneuver says not the arsehole. Seems to me the only mistake you made was agreeing to marry such a petty and immature woman. Abby Burb says not the arsehole. You got yelled at by Regina and her parents for causing drama. You didn't cause it, she did. Accusing her theft, okay, you did, but not unjustly, exposing her in front of Becky and her friends. You warned Regina you would. She thought you were bluffing, that's on her. Now to answer your am I the asshole question yourself. If you have a child with Regina and you divorce, you already know how that's all going to play out. Would you want that? No, because you're not an asshole, but oh my god, she is. And one more from Jen who says not the asshole, your wife is not nice at all. I'm also wary of people who get upset over the truth. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Do you think OP was right to call out wife in front of everyone? Do you think he should have maybe taken her back and done it in a private space or not? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from Chris Throw 367 Am I the asshole for setting unreasonable rules for when my son moved back in? My son, 23 male, Chris, just graduated college. He used to live hours away from me and his mum and younger sister, but recently moved back in with us because he could no longer afford rent. He said it was temporary and he's been here for four months and that's not what bothers me, but the fact that he adds to our expenses and hasn't started working and doesn't help in any capacity. In other words, he's become a burden. I talked to my wife about how Chris has been lazy and mooching off of everyone lately and suggested giving him the push he needed to start counting on himself as an adult. She gasped saying, how dare I imply we kick him out, but that wasn't what I suggested. I sat with Chris and gave him a timeline as to when he's expected to either start working and help around the house or move out. Till then, I gave him rules that he needed to follow till further notice and those rules were a. No counting on us to do basic tasks and start doing his own laundry and wash his own dishes. B. No complaining about what's for lunch slash dinner and accept and be grateful for the food he eats. C. No Wi-Fi more than six hours a day, just like his younger sister. He kept laughing as I read him the rules repeatedly saying, bullshit man, are you serious? I said for real and told him there was more. 
D. No luxuries like Netflix subscriptions and YouTube live streams unless he somehow pays for it himself. This was it for Chris. He blew up complaining about how ridiculous and fair my rules were and reminded me he's not a child anymore. But I told him, child or not, as long as he lives under my roof, then he's expected to follow the owner's rules. He got frustrated and yelled, mum, to come to his rescue. He got her involved and asked her to talk some sense into me. My wife argued with me and I asked her if she was okay with Chris recklessly increasing our bills and spending so much of our money on lavish stuff while doing nothing in return. She blew up telling me to get rid of these unreasonable rules and that I should be ashamed of myself for treating my own son as an unwanted guest. I refused and told her she was enabling his unacceptable behavior and that Chris still has a chance to turn this situation around if he doesn't like it. Plus, what does this teach our daughter? That it's okay to be lazy and an irresponsible adult. She said Chris came home with a degree, so damn right he's responsible, but is struggling and I was making it worse for him. She finished by saying, I shouldn't be surprised if he no longer speaks to me after he moves out eventually. Am I the asshole? Did I go too far here? Important to mention that I'm the breadwinner for our entire household, but I don't mention this a lot since we're family and this is our money. Now, I think it's going to be a not the asshole to me. I think the rules were pretty understandable, A, B, and C anyway, like basic chores, doing your own laundry, dishes, no complaint about what's for lunch and dinner, absolutely. But then C was a bit of a dodgy one, like no more Wi-Fi than six hours a day, like his younger sister. That seems a bit like, why, why are you doing that? And I think at 23, he should be doing, you know, his own dishes, learn to cook himself, standing on his own feet. He's an adult now, basically. And whilst I'm definitely going with and not the asshole in this situation, I think you do need to treat him a bit more like an adult rather than a child. The rule C about the whole wife, I think, just screams that you're, you're treating him like a child in this situation. You want him to be an adult, but you're treating him like a child. And my empathy standpoint, yes, I know you're going to hate me for it, but my empathy standpoint is, you know, we're in a real tough situation in the world at the moment. The majority of us haven't faced a situation quite like we're in in this particular moment with COVID and everything that's going on. The job market is in a weird place. Our own mental health, a lot of us are in a strange place as well. And I think it's just something to throw out there. I'm not... I know it sounds like excuses for this guy, but it's just, I think it's just something to throw out there and something to be considered. Yes, the guy does need to get, you know, his responsibilities and become an adult and all this kind of thing, not go crying to mummy every time. But I think stepping back and giving him that guidance rather than, you know, giving him childish rules like C. The other two were, the other three were absolutely fine, but like C, it kind of made me think that you're treating him a bit like a child, just in some ways. But I will say not the asshole on this one. And we'll move on to some comments with achievement who says not the arsehole i'm an adult don't treat me like a child that being said please buy all my food clean up after me and make me whatever food i want while i watch netflix because i'm your special boy northern lit up says everyone sucks here chris is lazy and entitled if he needed to move back home the least he could do was contribute to the expenses and have a timeline for moving out you went overboard with these rules no more than six hours a day of wi-fi is just plain silly you also implemented these rules without your wife being on board and knowing she specifically wasn't on board. Your wife is enabling him. Daydream says everyone sucks here. Firstly, you should have agreed these rules with your wife. The rules about cleaning up after himself and doing laundry are totally reasonable. And if he wasn't doing that already at the age of 23, I can understand why you're pissed off with him. But limiting his Wi-Fi and not allowing him to use Netflix, which you presumably already pay for, I don't quite understand that. 
surely limiting his Wi-Fi to six hours per day will restrict his job search. It would make more sense to introduce or enforce a rule where he has to prove he's actively applying for work. ZGR SSD says, only rule C seems a, a bit questionable. It would make sense for a limit to be based on age, if you can set that up. However, something here is not adding up. You mentioned no issue with the behavior of your wife slash his mother, yet she was very defensively. That makes me think that you're either omitting or not seeing something very important. Are you ignoring something like serious mental health issues on his side? Nanny Rose says not the arsehole, he's an adult. If he's not working, he should be contributing to the housework instead. DF Taylor says soft, you're the arsehole. It seems you didn't align your rules with your other half and that's where the issue has come in. I think the requirement that cleans up after himself and gets a job is totally fair, but putting him on the same restrictions as his sister, which seems a deliberate ploy to humiliate him, isn't really acceptable. And one more from Hitchin Post who says, everyone sucks here, you're right. It seems like he needs some motivation and structure and is mooching a bit and some reasonable rules and structures should be in place. Why you're wrong. The rules are really poorly designed to accomplish those goals. They are designed to shut him up and make your life easier. Some of them do seem designed to infantilize him. The rules that make sense should be the ones to push him towards productivity. Things like checking in to ensure he's putting his best efforts towards seeking employment and independence. Similarly, the idea that he should have household tasks is fine, but you're making things harder for your wife by telling him to independently do some of the common tasks. It's easier for the person doing the dishes to do one more set than it is to trade out people for one table setting. Same with their laundry. Scheduling independent loads just for him makes laundry harder on everyone. The fact that you don't know that makes me suspect that you never help with laundry or dishes. A strict limit on Wi-Fi runs into another issue. If he has specifically limited Wi-Fi time, it discourages him using it for constructive things like job searching because it cuts into time he could be enjoying it. Long story short, your instincts to impose some structure aren't bad ones, but your specific rules really do suck and don't seem to do anything but make life harder for everyone. Now, what are your thoughts on this story? What are your thoughts and verdicts on all of today's stories? As always, I would love to hear them in the comments below if you choose to share them. A massive thank you for 20 to 30 minutes out of your time today for joining me. And if you want to support the channel further, but never any pressure to do so, you can click that join button down below or click the link in the description and join up on Patreon. Thank you so much for your love, your support and your time. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Y'all keep looking for that new way. I think I like it how it is. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.